Hi, film fans. How are you? Welcome along to another episode of my weekly podcast, Soundtracking, with me, Edith Bowman. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this finds you well and you're in fine form as we make kind of halfway through the first month of the year. Um, it's great to have you with us and very excited about this latest episode of the podcast because oh, so excited that we are joined on Soundtracking by the wonderful Jodie Comer, who joined me to discuss her role in Mahalia Bello's new film, The End We Start From. Based on the book by Megan Hunter, it tells the story of a mother and her newborn baby who flee London after an ecological crisis and sees Jodie star alongside the likes of Benedict Cumberbatch, Catherine Waterston, Mark Strong and the wonderful Joel Fry. The End We Start From is scored by Anna Meredith and we'll begin with her cue, Little World. Congratulations on this. Thank you so it's, much. It's really, it's just really lovely to see. I mean, I imagine for you that this role as a as an actor, it kind of gives you so many different things to do in one role. Mm. There are lots of asks of this character. Yeah. Was that kind of immediate from the script when you first got it and, and part of the appeal, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she's in every scene, you know what <laughs> I mean? And then on top of that with the baby and yeah. also this aspect of motherhood that I haven't experienced myself yeah. and you know that kind of being the the beacon of the film and thinking oh wow okay how do I explore this and make sure that it's truthful and that women watch it and they go oh god I relate to that or that was me or you know those yeah. were the kind of uh, the big things at the forefront of my mind when when taking it on and also as well like I when I met Mahalia I could, you know, I was a fan of her work previously. She did a film on Channel 4 called Ellen with Jesse Bard. And yeah. I remember watching it when I was younger and being like, oh, you know, I was doing like casualty and stuff at the time. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and then when, when the email came through with her name, I was like, oh my God, here oh, it wow. is. But just also like speaking with her and realizing how naturalistic and raw and stripped back she wanted to go. Yeah. I was like, you know, which can be, can be really exposing but also really exciting from having the, the luxury of chatting to you in the past about mm. a couple of roles that have like help yeah, yeah you yeah. know in terms of kind of you know there's a framework of what's asked of you mm. but it's it's your arena yeah it's your playroom it's your opportunity to to feel and navigate mm -hmm. those things was that kind of what she was offering as well with this in terms of talking about that naturalistic thing. Because there's some really lovely moments in this that you feel were so genuine and so mm. reactive to your play partner in the scene or whatever. Yeah. I, do you know what? There was a lot of moments like that on on set. I, 
one, I think it's Mahalia in the way that she directs. Yeah. I think she's an incredibly sensitive person, mm-hmm. as am I, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like through working with her, I was like, actually, it's can be your superpower, you know? I think yeah. sometimes people can see sensitivity as being kind of fragile, but I think especially, you know, in relation to this film, it's integral. Um, so I think there was something about her sensibility and also was having the baby on set that just kind of calmed everything and steadied everything and created lots of really spontaneous moments sometimes that we didn't want (laughs) and then (laughs) but you know there's so many within the film that weren't supposed to happen and were kind of birthed out of out of that yeah and you know may was also great in just keeping a track on her emotional trajectory yeah because I like I just done theater and was like living living a story through from start to finish every night. Yeah. Which I'd never known before, but then when I came back onto a film set I was like, what do you mean we're doing like scene 90 and then scene 4 and then scene 34? Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense and just having to recalibrate my brain yeah. and go, "Oh, wait, you have to be so clear on where you're going." And me and May would always have those kinds of conversations, especially in regards to emotion because I think if you was to think of yourself in this situation, I think a lot of us would think, I couldn't do it. I'd be crying. I'd yeah. be beside myself. And, and which I was kind of saying, and May was very much reminding me and saying, you know, she isn't afforded the time. She doesn't have the luxury. And also she has to push forward for the baby. Yeah. Um, Her priorities are different. Yeah. And I think that's why the kind of moment she breaks at the end of the film is is more poignant in that way. Because yeah. she's finally able to feel. Well, I think it's lovely as well because there's there's so much that she's not saying, but we're seeing mm, in a way as well, you know, yeah. in terms of moments where internalisation that's going on with the character or whatever and yeah. stuff, it's not dialogue because a lot of the time she's got no one to talk to. Yeah. And so, but we can still feel and get a sense of where she is emotionally and and stuff as well, you know, and that's down to your performance and where she is oh, in that thank moment. Thank you. It's true though, she doesn't speak, like, she's very observant. She's the yeah. opposite to me. She's the opposite. <laughs> She's very introverted, which I am not. Um, so there was a lot of me having to like really hold myself. Hold it back, yeah, I'm like, oh, rein it in. Um, but yeah, like a lot, a lot of it is her watching, observing, listening, and um, like you said, not often yeah. speaking. Which is yeah, it's a different, I guess, a different type of acting. Yeah. When I when I'm coming to talk about music and the, when mm. I when you when you when you look at your. Uh, career. Mm. There's a lot of musical moments which we'll go on to in a second. <laughs> there are a lot. There are, there's a not lot, a musical, not yeah, a musical yeah, yet. Which, but there's a lot of moments with music connected to them or part of it. I love and it. And this I film is it. a good one as well yeah. because there's that that really lovely scene with you and um, Catherine and Benedict. Yeah. The dance scene, which I believe is an example of you being told to rein it in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was, I was exercising. It was a full moon and I was definitely ex- like getting rid of some demons in that. I remember May coming in and she was like, just, just bring it down. I was like, okay. I was like sweating. I'm like, okay, you wrote less? Okay. We're not at a rave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of, it's, it is that thing though of these, you know, the music and the release that it yeah. can give you. And you really see that in the kind of the really the way that she shot it and the way that yeah. kind of you react what was the reality on set of of what was 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 music played because i know sometimes what you played on set is not what yeah ends up in sometimes you're dancing to no music which <laughs> is torture actually um not even a bond not even sometimes not um no what what was great well because benedict actually brought that song in Carabutra. Yeah, yeah 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 which like i've played so often with my friends so i was like oh this is brilliant that he's like 
thought of this and thinks this is good. And then, so we played it out loud. I think we had, we had speakers that night. It was like a Friday night at like 10.55. Like we had five minutes to shoot this one section because we've been doing the dialogue all day. It was a full moon. The moon was like, wow. it was humongous. Like it was really <laughs> quite magical. And they just played the song on a loop twice. Susie LaBelle, our DOP, was on handheld, was like, you know, in there with us. Yeah. We were dancing around this fire. So it was all very, it had to be very quick, but it, it just felt very cathartic. Yeah. And luckily we were able to keep the song because we were worried at first about, um, well, obviously, because then you're like, oh, we love this song. And then it's like, well, this person would like $6 million <laughs> for you to yeah. play the song in the movie. Seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, crap, maybe we won't go with that song. Um, but we, could, we, we were able to keep it, so yeah. it's perfect. decision okay. there was like a list of songs going around of like what would be a good song and then like we'd get a list and then everyone would be on set being like bigger uh oh no like like deciding what was good or not um but that just felt like it was one you could really again release belt out like everyone knows it you know it's yeah. one of those things it's like i think it doesn't matter how often you've watched dirty dancing like you know that song, yeah. whether you like it or not. And and it's lovely because that's one of those moments that you feel that you were given kind of room to sort of just see what happens. Yeah. And when Catherine kind of thinks she says something about, oh, and then that bit where they go like this. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's kind of, it just feels so natural. Yeah. Well, like, I, I think it all, I think that also came from like the fact we were like, we were in Scotland, up a mountain, it was sideways rain. We were, there was like one track where the, all the, you know, the kind of dollies, location vans. Mm -hmm. It was like the, the environment which we were working in was a little, it was quite crazy and, and everything had to be quick. And I think that created like an energy within mm -hmm. us that like, like you said, yeah. made those moments. But May was also always encouraging us to like, just find the truth in it and, yeah. and play, especially because there's, a lot of the film's quite somber. So it's like, it was also important to find the the levity within yeah. it because that's also true, you know. It's like you might be going to th through something in your life that is hideous, but, you know, a lot of people meet those moments with humour. Yeah, You know, absolutely. that's also a defence or a coping me mechanism. Yeah. Uh, so we always wanted to find those those beats. Was music ever a conversation with me with regards to the character with Mother in terms of... Because when we find her, you know, the radio's on 
and yeah. prosthetics are amazing. amazing. I know. Like I've been pregnant twice, mm. you know, and that that little line I know. down, and it's just it's it was so brilliant. I have so many pictures on my phone. You have no idea that I'm gonna <laughs> when the, when the film is actually released, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a post because I was just like I was so amazed by it, you know, Incredible. especially at the start of the movie when she's going into labour, mm. that prosthetic was like from my collarbones to my to my hips and it took four hours. And, wow. you know, they took moulds of my, you know, my breasts. So everything was like, you know, looked yeah. correct. And, and it was um, hand painted, like... Wow. And also like just to, as a like as a woman to sit there and have that on and be like whoa like to have a glimpse so, of yourself like yeah that. absolutely and also get it get a sense of the uh, weight and just <laughs> circumference of you your body about? yeah start, yeah yeah it was yeah. it was extraordinary and I think you know again that was another thing I loved about May was like she didn't want to shy away from how hard that can be yeah. and the kind of the how brutal yeah. labor and a motherhood can be and showing the female body and in in all its in all its different forms and that was really exciting mm. to me and i think cuz i felt safe with her and i could see how each beat was integral it yeah. was like let's go you know yeah. let's do it yeah. did, did did she talk about music though in terms of is that, sorry is that, yeah is that ever the a conversation with like yeah, I may well. I'd, I'd, we'd always send each other songs, and right. I've definitely got a playlist on my on my phone for cool. woman. Different. I I do that a lot for for roles, to be honest. Yeah. Little little songs that I whether it's like, you know, a certain song that I connect to, a scene or yeah. a character, and I sometimes depending on my relationship with the director, I'll share them. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. sometimes I'm like, this is a this is a like. <laughs> You know, this is a good relationship. I want to send you my music. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll be like, you know, I'm just going to keep this to my... Put my yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to keep this one to myself. Listen to it on my own. Yeah, but May, you know, we... May loved all that kind of stuff. Or we'd, you know, if I read a poem, I'd send her yeah. um, poetry. And um, that's always the most exciting, you know, when you kind of have that relationship with someone where any source of little inspiration mm. or photograph, it's like, oh, this is making me feel something. Yeah. You know, we're never going to use it for anything yeah. but it's a it's an essence because you know you mentioned coming off doing theater into this mm. and um and music with that yeah, and rebecca self-esteem's yeah. music for for um tessa's world and that yeah. experience was extraordinary what when did that come into that production in terms of was it there for rehearsals or you know it's so the, because it's yeah. such a it's it is a character really yeah within yeah. within that that performance that play sorry I mean, I don't know exact timings, but I remember James Beerman, our amazing producer, he'd told me before we'd started rehearsals that he was in touch with Rebecca and yeah. that she was loved the play, wanted to do the soundtrack. So we knew it was happening. Yeah. And then I feel like as we were in rehearsals and a bit before, Rebecca was kind of working on that with Max, our sound op, and we got the music like the final week of rehearsals. We were, you know, we'd done a couple of runs and we were final ones with the music. And I remember Rebecca had come in and mm -hmm. sat and watched the, the run. And it was just so profound. Like, I, it makes my eyes water. Because, like, even when I think of the final song, which was, mm -hmm. like, an adaptation of one of her own songs, but she'd slowed it right down and just gave it this completely different feel. And it was that moment when we were like, wow. You know, like you said, it was like, it was like a character that we were missing. It all just came together and change the pace and the tempo yeah. and you know it was almost like her friend 
Yeah, well, I said, I remember texting Rebecca one night and I just said, like, your music literally carries me on that stage. Like, that's what it felt like. It was like, it was gently, <laughs> you know, like, come on, you know, it's, yeah. I'm with you kind yeah. of thing. That's, that's how it felt for me when I was up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. It was when I was doing the the London run, because I remember we did a couple of chemistry reads when I was doing the play, and I felt terrible because I was like, you know, I was like, I'm not surprised. I mean, me. who saw that show, I mean, it was just extraordinary. But it was amazing to. I mean, it's so inter- It's so amazing to be able to sit in a room with different actors and read, especially when you're trying to find a, um, another part of a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and. Joel was just so... He's so great. He's so good. He's so underused. He really is. The thing is, like, he'd he'd come in the room and and he didn't really say an awful lot and just wanted to kind of crack on with it. And (laughs) the really interesting thing was, like, he hardly looked at me when doing the scenes, Mm -hmm. but there was such a a rapport between us. Like, I felt like I'd known him for years Mm -hmm. and I thought it's so true of, like... Because I think sometimes as an actor, when you're like, okay, you're going for a chemistry read, you're like, oh, well, I better find that chemistry. You know, and it's like, and then <laughs> yeah. there's some like really heavy eye contact going date. on. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> is it here? You Five know? minutes, speed date, go. Yeah. And, and, and Toll came in and did the complete opposite. And yet there was still such, such a shorthand. And, yeah. you know, it was really beautiful. I remember when he left, I was like... There he is, Aww. you know? So it was so clear and he's so dry and witty, but then also has like a real access to his vulnerability and his emotions and yeah. um, which we really needed. I love that scene where the where you, with him particularly where you arrive at his parents' house and mm. he's kind of doing that thing of bringing everything in from the car and he's got these kind of really kind of almost background conversations going on with his dad about mm. why didn't you leave London earlier and all that kind of thing. And, yeah, yeah. and it's But it's such a... He really draws you in mm. immediately at that bit in terms of that relationship. Mm. Really, you know, you learn so much of that dynamic from those from that little, moment. Yeah. yeah, it's really brilliant. I mean, for me, he's everything he does just feels so real. Yeah, I don't know. It just always feels very rooted in reality because he's not he's not trying to do anything. He's just mm. kind of telling just telling the truth. Yeah, which is 
is so exciting to, yeah. to work alongside. Yeah, he's brilliant. I'm excited mm. to see what he does what he does next yeah. as well. Um, music then. Yes. I mean, Killing Eve is an example. We were yeah. talking to David Holmes a couple of weeks ago about the amazing score on the show. Yeah. But music pops up and she's constantly thrown out a tune <laughs> left, right and centre. You know, it's like, it's brilliant. It's Was that, was that in script? Or was that kind of, I don't know, did it come through? You know, whether it's the... Is this the Elton John? Well, there's the Elton John, there's the Primal Scream track, yeah. Moving On Up, there's um, One Way or Another. What was One Way or Another on? One Way or... when she went, Of course! Yeah. I mean, there's loads there of... There quite a lot. Yeah, when you scratch the surface, there's... She's a wee singing, you know, she's... Well, she's got, <laughs> she likes to think she is. Yeah. In the car, listen to your heart. Oh, Yeah! yeah. I don't. God, now I'm like. Oh, now I'm like cringing at all of them. No, they're but they're like they're little character sort of reveals. I in mean, a way. all great songs. Yeah, the Crocodile Rock, the one is. Genius. I know. Well, Crocodile. Yeah, Crocodile. Yeah, that was that's definitely my my favorite. I think because it was so clear, you know, why it was there and what it was for, and just the absurdity of that scene being back in Russia with her like long lost family. Um, I didn't realise there were so many. Yeah. It's just how they all respond to that song physically. I absolutely love. <laughs> I might have to go back and rewatch that you clip. Yeah, give yeah, yeah. Give the luxury because yeah. it's brilliant. I remember when Rock was young. Me and Susie had so much fun. Holding hands and screaming songs. Had an old gold cherry and a place of my own. But the biggest kick I ever got. Was doing a thing called the crocodile rock. All the other kids were running on the clock. We were hopping and bobbing to the crocodile rock. Hey, but rocking is so shocking when your feet just can't keep still. I never knew me a better time, and I guess I never will. The primal scream on moving on up, which is a really lovely version mm. of it. You know, it's not kind of lifted from the. From the the primal scream version, it's your or her interpretation. My, my version, yeah, exactly, yeah. I know, but it was also never clear. It was like she's not really a singer, so it's like you know, <laughs> you know the part of you goes, "Well, I'm never going to get a singing role if I do it like this." <laughs> um, you know, what would she sing like? Um, they're always terrifying. Like I remember that one. I was like. First scene coming back after being away for a year, and they're like, "Okay, you're going to stand up in this church, yeah, in your choir outfit, and you're going to sing Primal Scream to forty essays in a real like, kind of great specific <laughs> way as well. It's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jodie does choir. Boy. I'm like dying inside <laughs> right now. Oh, but yeah, I'd love to do a musical. Would you? Yeah, I would love to. It'd have to be film. I'd have to do a little pre-record thing. Would you do, like, a biopic of someone then, or a kind of... Ooh! I mean, I'd never say never. Yeah. It'd have to be right, though. There's so many, isn't there? There's so many biopics. Also, the fantasy Mm. cover for Free Guy. Of course. Yes. (laughs) So you didn't think you had any music to talk about, but you got loads. Um, Yeah. How did that come about? I think they always wanted the cover version, and I feel like Sean... Levy, the director, had yeah. heard me like just humming and singing around set <laughs> and was like, She's got, she's, yeah, he was like, <laughs> She can hold the tune, she might be able to do it. Um, they were like, Look, would you be up for doing this? And I was like, 
sure, okay. And they were like, you know, you'll go to LA, you'll go to Capitol Records. Wow. You're in like a booth where the Beatles have recorded. I was like, well, fitting. Um, <laughs> so I was like, it's in my blood. Yeah, it was, it was written in the stars. Um, but it was terrifying. I was speaking about it before, actually, because someone said that you have like a, a mantra or a motto to live by. And I'll never forget like doing like the first recording of it. And I was obviously like, you know, do a good job, do the, like, you know, get the vibrato going. And um, <clears throat> someone just like came over the tannoy and was like, Jodie, we have a saying in the music industry. And I was like, mm-hmm. And he was, <laughs> he was like, we say, if you think, you stink. And I was like, okay. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, stop thinking about it. And I was like, and it was like rolling and I was <laughs> crying <laughs> and I was like oh my god but it's That's so brutal. true it's brutal but it's true okay it's true don't take that stuff with me <laughs> um but yeah and then it, and it made the because especially as well like Sean and Ryan were always so many easter eggs within the film yeah. and I think they were like actually this would be kind of brilliant if nobody knew this was Jodie until the very end yeah. so it was a little easter egg but it's just a sweet That experience of being like a recording artist, like being in a proper, you know, in a recording studio, like you say, like no, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. It was quite lonely, and I don't, I don't like the fact that there's a there's a room with a glass yeah. frame, and you sing your song, and, and then it all goes are. dead silent, and they twirl around on their chairs, <laughs> they all have a little chat, and I think, oh god, what's he gonna say? And it's, we're going again. <laughs> you know, don't think, yeah, yeah, don't think, um, but yeah. So no, I don't know. I don't, I don't see myself as a recording artist, artist anytime soon. Okay. No, she, she, <laughs> it's quite lonely. Yeah. You're in there on your own. Well, I, I, like, I like people around me. I like, you know, I like teamwork. Well, I like the idea of you talking about doing a, if you did a musical, because it feels like there's the, the kind of technology and stuff's there for to be able to capture stuff real within a, you know, within a set, within, yeah. with, the, with your ensemble and all that kind of stuff, rather than you being placed in a recording studio on your own and... Yeah. Well, if it so was for a, if it was for like a, if it was like for a musical film, I think I'd be I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Oh man, I'm desperate but, to see yeah. a musical. I'd love to. I mean, I was obsessed with them growing up. Like when I was younger, I was saying to my mom, I'm like, when I'm 18, I'm like, I'm moving to London and I'm doing a three year musical theatre course, just so you know. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I kind of like. I grew a bit and I got a bit, I've got a bit long and lanky and my, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not the best dancer, but I, I feel like I'm pretty good at acting. So I kind of like just honed in on that. What kind of musicals were you into then? Oh, everything. Like Cats, Guys and Dolls. Did you see Cats? I did. Me too. Obsessed. It was amazing, wasn't it? I remember going to see it at the Empire Theatre. Get the size when of the Kellogg's box. <laughs> Exactly, when they all like run down the aisle. Yeah, I mean, I love the the original film. Like, I always felt like Rum Tum Tugger in that film was like my first like, um, like I'm gonna say sexual awakening. But it was I was having a moment where I was like, I think I'm attracted to a man in a cat outfit. (laughs) 
<laughs> was who real. sings? Who sings and dances? Who does the splits? That was real. Is he that the was kind real of Elvis one? The sort of kind of... Is that the yeah. one? Yeah. So he's, See? Yeah, you yeah. remember? I remember. <laughs> he's got the kind of teddy boy shoes on and he's got the kind of... Yeah, the, yeah, the big shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know, yeah. I know the one you're talking about as well. Oh, man, yeah. Now I'm going to go watch Cats after this for sure. But the um, bike riders, which is coming later on this year, which yeah. I'm really excited about. I was lucky enough to chat to Jeff about it towards the end of last year and music with that. Oh, my I God. Mean, it's amazing. Kathy's world is just surrounded yeah. by music as well. Yeah. Did he play a lot on set? With that. He didn't actually. No, he he always spoke about what what he was kind of aiming for, but it wasn't until he did a screening in New York for me where I, I went and watched it on my own. And I just remember being like, this is just so cool. Hmm. You know, when you see the the world and the, the characters and the costumes and the and then the soundtrack, it's just yeah. it's so effortlessly cool. Um I'm really um really transports you you know Absolutely. to that time it's it's so special and I think actually <clears throat> I feel like the the soundtrack really energized me like I kind of came out and I was like yeah. I don't know I just I had such a kind of buzz about me when I when I watched that film for the first time well I think it's really important with that because it's 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 about a period isn't it it's about it is a period yeah. film really and and sometimes directors will kind of d- deliberately move away from from it not being the music sort of timing and something, but mm. you needed it within this because yeah. of the jukebox season, because yeah. of that whole thing. So again, it's another example of it feeling like a bit of a character in the yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's telling stories, it's telling situations as well between, you know, from between each of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The sets were remarkable. Yeah. You know, it's just so amazing when you get to work with people who are that, you know, so talented and so, like their attention to detail is so f- you know, kind of finite and you walk yeah. into this set and you and then you see the work that's been been happening yeah. months prior to when you've got to this moment yeah. where you're about to le- read your lines. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Did, does Jeff do much rehearsal then or is, is he a kind of... No, we didn't do any rehearsal. We... I feel like I had a lot of calls, talks with Jeff on Zoom about Kathy because, you know, we were fortunate we had... Danny Lyons' photography book. Yeah. And then I remember the first call I had with Jeff and he was like, just so you know, I have 30 minutes of audio of Kathy. And I was like, well, send me it now. <laughs> like, why are you, like, I need to hear this. Um, and I was like, whoa. Like, I just couldn't believe. I was just transfixed by her and her um, ability to tell stories and her dialect was so specific yeah like she was from Chicago but like when I was started working with my dialect coach Victoria Victoria was like all her vowels are complete contradictions she was like so you know you make a decision to like are you gonna do a Chicago accent or are you gonna try and emulate this woman off this Mm. audio and I was like I want to I want to try and get as close to this as I can so a lot of my conversations with Jeff were really kind of getting to the bottom of that and I'd send them voice notes and then he'd you know tell me what he thought and stuff like that and she's the one who's telling the story within yeah. the, within this you know everything is from her pov which is interesting because there's kind of a great power within that yeah absolutely. um which i loved i love well, yeah, it's the, not given that male perspective is it yeah well. that's the kind of yeah. really brilliant thing about it and she can see them for she can see it for what because she's a little bit on the outside she can actually see it for what it is yeah. Um, but yeah I loved her loved her so much I mean I love your scenes with Austin I think they're amazing but I, I love Mike Faust as 
Danny in there. I think I that's the most beautiful and brilliant bit of casting in that film. He's, He's amazing. And I have to say, it's just like the most wonderful person because a lot of my a lot of my scenes were a lot of like her kind of bigger monologues where, you know, Danny's asking her questions yeah. and she's telling this story. And there were a lot of days where I was so in my own head, you know, and like, you know, yeah. going through things. And, yeah, totally. and he was just like to have an actor who's so um, receptive and generous and fun yeah. and just like was there all the time. Yeah, I'm a big so fan of Mike's. So good in West I know, Side Story. I know. I know. Oh, my God. I know. So good in West Side Story. <laughs> He's um, so talented. Oh, my God, so talented. <laughs> um, right, before we run out of time, a couple of quick questions. Um, do you have a favourite score or a score that you can go back to from a film? <gasps> One oh that's, gosh. I don't know, maybe from childhood that you might remember of being a kind of real... You can say cats if you want. <laughs> I might have to just for the purpose of this interview. <laughs> um, what about what soundtrack in your world at the minute? What are you listening to? What am I listening to at the minute? I'm listening to a lot of Cleo Soul at the moment. Do you find when you're either preparing for things, you have to clear out noise in a way? Or do you kind of relish mm. bringing in things to kind of oh, yeah, colour no. that preparation in yeah, a way? Yeah, I relish bringing things in. Because I find it interesting. I find sometimes when you're about to start something new, things will naturally come in. Or yeah. it's just that you're being, your eyes are a little more open and you're... Yeah and you're open to seeing things, so, like, things can kind of come up. I'm realising as well, like, I'm someone who, like, even if it's just, like, a like a kind of meditative music, like, mm. I'm especially, like, spending a lot of time on my own, like, if I'm in the house, like, having something like that playing in the background really can't, like, just makes me feel good, yeah. you know? Like, because yeah. it's, like, there's, like, so much space and you're on your own. So I think music just generally, like, is... is plays a big part in Good in my life. Yeah, exactly. Exec producing on this as well, it gives you the more power to make that musical role happen. Yes. You just need to manifest I, I, it. Yeah, you're right, actually. Just make it happen. It's right here. It's this you. is <laughs> there. It's right there. Um, it's so wonderful to chat to you. I love you. Yeah, you so too. much. And, um, I, I can't wait for the musical. I'm there with Belle. We'll be back. <laughs> We're going to come dress as the wrong Tom Tiger next time. Imagine. Well, we've got that on camera, right? We've got, we've got that on camera. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much, my Thank darling. You. Thank you.
From Anne Merrid, the score to the end, we start from That's Waterfall, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Jodie Comer. My huge thanks to Jodie for taking the time to talk to me. The end we start from is in UK cinemas from this coming Friday, the 19th of January. Please go along and see the film. Head to edithbowman.com or your preferred podcast provider to catch up with all of our previous episodes. And do leave us a review and subscribe whilst you're there. Soundtracking UK is our social handle, so please follow us on our channels and check out our YouTube channel too. We've got loads of little bits and bobs of exclusive content that we're putting up there over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Up there as we speak is Mia McKenna-Bruce, who plays the lead, Tara, in How to Have Sex. She's also nominated for this year's BAFTA EE Rising Star, one of the nominees. Uh, We've also got Volker Bertman, who's up there. He's got a brand new album. He's also scored One Life that's out in cinemas as well. Uh, And then we'll also be sharing with you a wonderful chat that I had with the uh, producer and director of Griselda, Eric Newman and Andres Baez. Uh, They've also worked on things like Narcos and Narcos Mexico. So, you're in pretty good company. So all of that is up on YouTube. It's exclusive to YouTube. So please head up there and check out all the extra bits of bobs of content that we have and subscribe whilst you're there. But in the meantime, join us next week as we dive into another wonderful mind talking film and music. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. <laughs>